This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Beyond the Ropes, a boxing podcast brought to you by Easley Boxing Repeat. The place for the Northwest and boxing news, news, reviews, and interviews. Here's your host, Sean Basso. Welcome to episode number 14 of Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. My name is Sean Basto. Uh, today we've got a special podcast uh, and it's in relation to Snowflake Promotions. Um, so you might have heard these guys on the 2017 end of year review. Um, but we wanted to get them on just to have a little bit of a chat about Snowflake Promotions and what it is they do. Uh, because you might have seen me go to a couple of their shows uh, and do some commentary for the videos. And do some Facebook Live videos and some of the photographs that we've done on one of the shows as well. So you'll have seen a bit of a bit of media stuff coming from there but you probably don't know a lot about what it is they actually do and and, and the guys that train up at the gym and things like that so uh, I want to introduce the guys back onto the show Uh, first of all we've got Mike Smallman Mike how are you doing? I'm alright mate cheers Uh, and secondly we've got Mikey Young Mikey how's it going? Okay mate Good Uh, so really what I wanted to do today um, was talk about Snowflake Promotions uh, as a whole because obviously when I started my, uh, my platform up and you know you were one of the guys Mike in particular that kind of sort of cottoned on to what I was doing and you was kind of interested and was interested to get me to come down and, and do some of the stuff for you guys so it's uh it's, you know six months on and you know it's it's been a journey and you guys for me look like you've progressed quite far so I want to talk a bit about your stories but I'm going to go to Mikey first Mikey just give us a little bit about your background really uh, with boxing and you know, I know you've been a boxing fan for, mm. for for years, but you know, in terms of what actually got you into to boxing and, and in particular into Snowflake Promotions, I started seven years ago. I was severely overweight. I was I think I was fourteen stone. I think I was. Um, yeah, I got told I needed to do exercise to get myself sorted. Otherwise, my health's just going to decrease. Um, so I got in touch with Elite, um, and it just went from there. Really. Um, I went from, I've been there seven years, like I said, um, I was 14 stone, 
now I'm walking around at nine stone so you can see how much they've done for me. Yeah. You know, they've they've developed me out leaps and bounds. I've met loads of new mates. Uh Mike obviously asked me to start doing the snowflake promotions with him. Um but yeah, it's just gone from there really. So met, met loads of people, loads. Yeah, you've been at the gym like you say seven years and yeah. uh, has, it, has it been boxing you've been doing for seven years over there or is it just a bit of everything because I know they do Muay Thai as well over there just boxing just the boxing yeah, just boxing yeah so at what point did you decide you know when you started to lose the weight and obviously feel better about yourself that you, yeah. you thought you know I might have a little bit of a go at this and uh, and then do something about it what, what, what point did you decide to do that well I just got approached by one of the coaches one day asking me do, do I want to fight a bit daunting at first light, but you know, <laughs> that's how it goes, that, that's how it goes yeah. yeah. That's that, that, that's what it's like, though. You know, yeah. you just you know, if you show progress, then then and you show commitment and dedication, then then they ask you, Do you want to fight? And yeah, I was just that's the opportunity. I thought, Yeah, I'll go on, I'll do it, why not? <laughs> you know, and I'll never look back. <laughs> when was your first fight? Um, my first fight, I can't remember the date. Well, not, not date specifically, but how, yeah. long, how, how long ago was your first fight? Four years. About four years About ago. Four years, yeah. So that was um, obviously through the same platform, the Snowflake Promotions yeah. platform, yeah. Um, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, later, about where that's came from. Um, so you've done that, you know, four years ago you decided to get in, in, in the ring, and, yeah. and obviously for people that, you know, don't know Snowflake Promotions already, um, it's predominantly a, a, a white-collar scene, yeah. uh, and there's a lot of white-collar, obviously, scenes about at the moment in, in Greater Manchester as a whole, um, but obviously this one in particular stood out to me when I, when I was approached by yourself, Mike. Um, but going back to what you were saying there, Mike, you did your first fight four years ago, was it on one of the shows? It was, yeah. Yeah, so what, what was the feeling like there? Because obviously you get a lot of, you know, it's a sit-down meal usually and you get a lot of rowdy crowd by the time the fights come on because they've yeah. had a few beers, a uh, bit of something to eat and, you know, they're ready for all their respective uh, family members who are fighting in the show to come on and, you know, what was the feeling like coming out for the first time? Daunting, <laughs> <laughs> very daunting. Yeah. Um, you fought on big shows. You fought up at the Macron as well, didn't you? Yeah, I fought at the Macron as well. Yeah, and the ultra white collar boxing. Yeah, I stepped in for a guy who the cup match. Uh, that that was a big show. That's one of the biggest shows that I fought on. Um, but yeah, it was really daunting. It's I, I, you can't ex. I don't. Oh, you can't explain. You know the feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. Right to to I, be coming out. I, I find it. I find it more daunting in the smaller venue. Yeah. Because I fought at Macron as well. I know. Yeah, you, 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 the crowd's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Up, yeah. At, up at the last drop, or even when we I fought at the um, the Holiday Inn. Yeah. And that's the same. You literally, they literally sat on your lap. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to yeah. be honest, you don't think you don't really think that much into it. You're in the zone when you're yeah. walking out anywhere. You've done your warm up in the back. You know, you, you really don't think about anything else but getting in that ring and, and doing what you've been taught to do. So how many fights have you had now since uh, you, you you've been training? Oh, four. Four. Yeah. And what's your record? Uh, one three, lost one. Hey, you've not done too bad then, really, have you? To be fair. Mm. Um, so you've won three, lost one. So you've done pretty good then, really. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I know um, uh, the, 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 the last one, which we'll, we'll talk about uh, a little bit later on when we talk yeah. about the last couple of shows for Snowflake. Um, but yeah, no, so obviously you've been on a great journey, really, there. So you've started out, you know, you, you're overweight, you know. People get this. Is what happens? People do get overweight. They get a, a bit beside themselves. They don't want to go to the gym. They don't want to see anybody. Um, they get confidence completely zero, zilch. And then you know you get this one day where you decide 
you know, someone's telling you you need to do something about it, you go to the gym, you train hard, you, you meet a load of great new guys and then all of a sudden you know a couple of years later you're in the ring and yeah. you know you're, you're doing something that yeah. a lot of people could only dream of um, and, and that's one of the things with, with obviously the white collar scene is that it, it, for me it's giving people opportunities uh, that might not necessarily always get them opportunities to, to compete um, so no it's, it's, it's great to hear the story of how you actually got into yeah. to, to this and, and then obviously now you, you work as part of the team for Snowflake Promotions and uh, how did that come about? Well, again, Mike approached me, asked me did I want to do a bit of work with him, uh, going helping out in the sessions and yeah, I only live around the corner anyway so it's it's easy for me to just go over. Um, I mean that's progress, he's doing, he's, he's kind of dealing with the sponsorship side of it now as well because the guy could sell Santa the Arabs, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea, giving him that job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one, that. <laughs> well, there we go. If you ever need a good salesman, uh, Mikey Young, <laughs> don't be poaching him, Don. <laughs> um, no, that's it's good. It's a great... Again, when I, when, I, when I listen back to what you're saying and you talk about the fact that you've started out years ago in, 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 a, in a bit of a bad place, really, and then you've come to the place you're in now, it's a massive achievement to not only drop the weight, but to get in the ring and then to be helping other guys who want to achieve that same dream uh, yeah. and then also being a part of something which is which is growing on this particular scene yeah. uh, so you, you've really sort of come on for, for me listening to it it's like a leaps and bounds thing yeah. you know Snowflake has helped me sevenfold and I said this to Mike I, I went through a bad patch I, I quit boxing then I, yeah, I, did. I quit everything and my life was in like a bad spell at that moment in time and when Mike approached me it was like lifesaver you know we're getting back into boxing and I'm meeting loads of new people again and it's just turned my life around it's like a family but it is it is yeah. it's like a family and that's that, that, I, I suppose most boxing gyms are like that yeah you know what I mean? but, uh, a lot of people find a lot of people exciting. find boxing gyms daunting oh absolutely yeah Maybe and they don't know what to expect when they're going into there and it's not what you think it is so Mike obviously you, you you also work as part of the team for Snowflake Promotions and you've got your own story to tell um, and obviously I know you've always been a boxing fan and you've always loved boxing in particular the heavyweight division um, what what was your journey from you know where you were to where you are now um, I basically just signed up to do a charity boxing boxing match went up to Elite to do my training um, fell in love with the place simple as that you know and it just went from there I did a couple of other charity fights where I'd done my training up at Elite and then I was asked to fight on the Snowflake cards um, had a couple of fights on there and then um, just out of hand I thought right I was fighting on a card I thought I'll make a poster for the card yeah I, got, I made a poster for the card and did a little bit of promo sent that over to uh, some of the other team that are involved with working on Snowflake and they were quite impressed with it so I just got literally I got pulled in and um, just be, do all the promotion side of the, you know, the work now basically, you know what I mean, I do all the prop, uh, all the posters, the vid- kind of like videos, all that kind of stuff, um, and yeah, it's just it's just the other side of boxing which I do really enjoy, yeah. you know what I mean, I do really enjoy it, it's not just like it's getting the lads in and getting, getting lads in that have never fought before, you know, watching them progress over eight weeks and actually look like boxers after yeah. eight weeks, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's great, it's really rewarding, you know. Not only that, we're raising money for charity at the same time as well, you know, which is always a, 
a great thing to do. Which is obviously something we've we've not touched upon yet, um, and one of the things we can talk about now because I, obviously I wanted to hear a bit more about Snowflake Promotions because uh, although I have been to a couple of the shows, I don't, I don't really know where it's actually originated from and, and how it came about and you know where it's even going. Uh, and it's it's interesting to find these things out because you do see a lot of white collar um, boxing uh, companies on the scene, and, and and you know they come and go. They do. And and the thing with that is, you know, you want something that's going to stick around. And so far, and I've been to a couple of different shows um, for other other white collar providers, and you know, yours is kind of matching up as as probably standing out as the 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 better one that I've been to, and yeah. and that's for me is because of the whole way it's set up the the promotion side which you've mentioned which you you do see you do see a lot of it on social media from other outlets but there's just something different about it and and for me that's what what stands out but yeah tell us about where it's really all come from and and and, and you know where it's going i mean it started off as an as, as an inter-gym promotion related in lads that were boxing out of elite would fight lads from other gyms um, we still do have that on the cards obviously because it gives the lads at the gym a platform as well um, but basically we were getting feedback in the gym about how people were being treated on other white collar shows yeah. um, and we just decided that we were going to make our own blueprint you know the lads the lads get paid to fight which they don't on other shows the lads can come back and fight more than once I think I think they're limited on a, on a few of the other ones to three fights um, and they can't come back and fight on that show again they fight as many times as you want on our shows um, there's just little perks that they get you know that they that, that they won't, they don't get on other shows really, um, and they can they can. I try and think I had a word it, but it's kind of like a little career for them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They get ranked. Yeah. Um, there's titles to be won. There's a push to be paid. You know what I mean. They get that. They get a percentage of ticket sales and stuff like that. And it makes lads that maybe aren't good enough to turn pro, or came to the sport late, or maybe aren't good enough to go to go amateur, gives them an opportunity to. Kind of like they feel like they've achieved something, you know, for working hard in the gym. Well, they very much uh, do that with football, though, don't they? Yeah. The thing with, with football yeah. is obviously you've got your your professional, your semi-professional, uh, and your amateurs, you know, and it's kind of different levels. And if 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 that was the case, and they didn't have something like this in boxing, um, then you know you'd have a lot of people that would only dream of doing something like this and they might never achieve it and they might never achieve their dreams in life and, and really when you when you when you go from getting a bit philosoph- philosophical now yeah. when you go when you when you genuinely go through life and you grow up as a kid you always dream of being something you always dream of doing something yeah, yeah. and uh, if you can achieve at least one of them dreams uh, then and you've done something in your life and that you walk away feeling that you've done something and for a lot of the guys that come down to, to the gym and go into Snowflake's shows you know it's a dream for them they might only do it the one time yeah. but that one time will stay with them forever yeah. and it's giving like you said you said it exactly what I was referring to about the amateurs and the semi-professionals in football is you're giving them an opportunity uh, a mini career so to speak it's only like Sunday League football you know you're giving them an opportunity to, to, to fight um, every once, once every quarter, once every three months, so to you know, yeah. and then they could potentially do something, you know, at the end of it. They might never turn pro, but they might be satisfied with doing something where, you know, the family gets to see him compete. You know, it's it's very well regulated. It's you know, there's always um, the right people there at the shows to make sure that the health of the fighters uh, is the main priority, and that's one of the big things for me that I've noticed is, like I say, I have been to other white collar shows and obviously they do have to have medic medics there to be able to run the show but then 
I don't see the same level as what I see with you guys in terms of uh, the organisation of it all uh, and the promotion of it all and, and that's what really sticks out for me and that's why I think it will continue to be successful uh, and that leads me nicely on to really what we want to talk about next uh, for Snowflake is, is you know, we're at, you're at a level now where it's gone from just a bit of inter-club fighting which happens in most boxing gyms and even martial arts gyms to, to turning it into something more like you say like a promotion like what professionals have and it gives the opportunity for them to make some sort of mini career out of it so where do you think Snowflake is going to go and, and what would, ideally what would you want to see out of it but, but oh, the floor is open to both of you guys title fights yeah title yeah. fights yeah yeah I mean I'd love personally I mean I don't know how everybody else feels about it but I'd love to keep the white collar promotion kind of as the bread and butter and I'd love to put a pro show on. I'd love to do that. Whether or not that ever materialises, I don't know. But that's that's an ambition of mine. Um, yeah, definitely. Would be, definitely be an ambition of mine, that. But the title fights, like Mikey was just saying there, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's, that's an interesting one because... Um, when you do a lot of the white collar shows you do get trophies at the end of it and you walk away with a trophy and you put it up on your mantelpiece and say yeah that's you know that's great um, mm. um, but when I, I, I keep alluding back to the fact that it's a mini career for people if you bring title fights into these shows that makes it it makes it more interesting yeah. for the guys that are training to fight yeah. because you're not just training to fight for a good cause you're also training to fight for something in your mind as prestigious at the end of it if you're setting up a promotional company and you're saying right there's a title fight for the 90 kilo division or the 85 kilo division or whatever weights you want to do it at um, it gives an incentive for people and not just the incentive of the 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 good the good gesture kind of side of it which is the charity side which is an amazing thing you know to do but then, obviously, the, the you know the dream of most guys that will do boxing is to to win a title. Let's be yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. You know, nine, you know, seven, eight times out of ten, you might never get there. But if if out of them two times you could go to Snowflake Promotions and and they put a title fight on and you win a title, you know, you can still walk away and say, well, I've won a title. Okay, maybe people who listen to the podcast will say, well, it's not a professional title. It doesn't mean absolutely jack all. It might not mean jack all to, to some people, but for people that are on the white collar scene, it means everything. Yeah. You know, I know a few people that are on the white collar scene that I've got in, in different companies that I've got titles in their companies and they defend it and they win it, and it's it's amazing that they get that feeling to be able to do that. So, like Mikey said, title fights. What would you want to see? Title? Fight? I'd love to see title fights on this show. I mean, we had one on the last show, didn't we? Yeah. Had a middleweight title fight on the last show. Um, Jay Allywell won that Northwest the Northwest middleweight title is going to be defending that on the next show currently trying to match that at the minute <laughs> um, and then we're probably looking at prob- having a, an heavyweight title fight on the next show as well um, yeah th- th- that's just going to work when we're going to have a ranking system so everybody everybody in that weight division if they're, if they're winning they'll get a shot it's as simple as that so they're going to like it like a little mini ranking system yeah, as well where yeah, yeah. right okay yeah. systems, yeah. just thinking maybe try, maybe doing a super six maybe as well that's even interesting it just yeah. it just gives um, it just gives more uh, attraction to the whole snowflake promotions I mean you know you, you, like you say there's, there's so, for me there's so many white collar uh, scenes at the moment in terms of the northwest. Um, you mentioned one earlier, ultra white collar boxing. There's a, there's quite a few other ones floating around as well. Um, we, we, you know, and there's a lot of lads that do the stuff on their shows. And 
you know, <laughs> it sounds like you're kind of poaching them essentially, but you're not because if you put something on that's different to what everybody else is doing, the guys that are fighting on these other shows are thinking, well, I'm fighting on this show. Uh, I might be getting paid. I might not be getting paid for it. Um, oh, hang on a minute. There's this show over here that I, I'm getting paid for it. It's for charity, and I'm also in with a chance to win a title. What are the, not exactly logically? What are people going to do? Yeah. They're going to they're going to have a chance to, to to have their moment essentially to win a to win a title, um, and and then go away and say, look, I've won this title, and and and, and it's something to be proud of, and you know. For them, because I, I I always stress with the white collar scene, you might never ever get to pro level, and the opportunity that you guys are giving people is to people that might not just make that cut to get to pro level, but might be good enough to safely compete yeah. and fight against yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. And both of you guys do it, and both of you guys obviously compete in the shows because it's it's a it's a love of yours. It's something you guys have uh, obviously always wanted to do. And, and Mike, obviously, you've had a, a couple of fights now, haven't you, as well? I don't know how many I had. I think I've had six. Yeah. Five wins, one loss. I got stopped in a... I got stopped in February. Yeah, uh, well, you got stopped in February, but then the last show, which, which was November, you won. Yeah. So you, so you turned it around, and, yeah. and that's 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 another thing. You get the rivalries as well, because these people are coming back to the shows. That'll be going through a third fight, that, I think. Rubber match. Yeah, yeah, we're going for the third fight. So we're going to get our rubber match at the next show. Yes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so that'll be good then, won't it? To uh, to see how that one pans out. <laughs> so uh, you're going to be all ready, ready for January, ready for training camp. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a very overindulgent Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you are, Mike. Well, just no, no fourteen stones again, Mike. Yeah. He's. <laughs> What's it, what did I wear 70 kilos I, I very much doubt I wear 70 kilos now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing again going back to um, you know on a serious not going back to what we were talking about with Elite Boxing Gym earlier obviously you guys you know you host the, the training sessions there um, you've got you know guys that obviously run the training sessions for as part of it as well and you get an eight week camp and you don't get charged for that eight week camp you get to go in train for eight weeks and yeah, at yeah. the end of it you get the opportunity to fight on a show in, in a, a nice venue uh, Last Drop Village is seeming, seemingly becoming the home of Snowflake Promotions yeah. now um, and that's where the next show is at as well isn't it the one in March so um, tell us now a little bit more about that next show Um well, the show's called Judgment Day. It'll be the fourth of March at Last Rock Village. Um, it's pretty much just going to be the same. We're going to, going to obviously, hopefully, get at least as many bouts as we had on last time. So it was twenty-two, wasn't it? Was the title yeah. fight? This time we're going to be looking at getting again probably about twenty odd bouts plus plus two title fights on the show. Um, and that's about it. It's all kind of we're all kind of working on things at the minute behind the scenes just to see what we can do to improve it. You know, make it bigger because since February this year. The shows progressively got bigger each time. Yeah, we've got more and more um, people. You know, it's got it's more fights. We've had more people at the training. We've moved to a bigger venue. Um, we've had title fights. So it's just, what can we do next? You know, we're, we're trying to look on that at the minute. The, the, well, I've got to admit, the, I, I've been to two shows at the last drop village of yours now, and I, the increase in the number of people that came to the second show, uh, with it being so late on in the year as well, was 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 quite impressive because there was more 
I felt there was more people. I felt yeah. like there was more of a crowd yeah, yeah. than the second show. Yeah. Um, and and then that's that's good because at that time of year, you know, it was November. Uh, people are on the run up to Christmas, and, and you know, it's sometimes it can be difficult to get that draw in. Uh, obviously, you get a lot of fa- uh, friends and family that attend for the fighters. So yeah. when you've got twenty two fights, so you've got essentially forty fighters, forty four fighters. You've got friends and family coming along for them, so it does obviously help fill that up. But then you've also got a lot of interested people from around the area um, because the shows are getting bigger. People are interested in coming, seeing an evening of boxing, yeah. and 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 it necessarily just because it isn't a professional show, you know, it doesn't mean the quality of it. Uh, well, this is it. this is what yeah. I was getting at, really. You know, there's I, I I have seen some some quite quality fights on the shows, and that's what impressed me because when I, when I go when I've been to the other shows I've seen some terrible fights and that kind of puts the, the, the kind of downer on the white collar team then because when you think of white collar boxing some people might tire it and say well it's just basically a load of guys that can't fight who want to fight it's not always the case because there is guys out there that can genuinely fight and, and put on good performances and, and, and do something and that's what um, that's what is impressive about the shows the, mat, the matchups are, uh, are quite even and you don't get anybody really uh, who doesn't want to be there for, 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 for so it's it's good and, and the atmosphere in the dressing room you know before it is, is always good everyone's mixing with everybody everyone, you know everybody's relaxed then they get warmed up to get in the zone and then they go out and they, you know they, they walk through the crowd I've seen yeah. you both guys walk through the crowd around a lot of tables and it's just like you know you know then it's it's, it's, it's fight time and it's, it's, it's great atmosphere and uh, I, I do enjoy doing doing the shows and um I enjoy seeing the quality and, and the different people and I enjoy seeing the returning people as well that, yeah. that come back for a second show or even a third uh, and it's good it's good to see um, so you talked a little bit about you know the future um, and, and the big dream would be to turn it into something professional for me for me yeah definitely Frank Warren started that way didn't he he did. He did. He did. Yeah. That's the thing. And um, whilst it might be frowned upon by the British Boxing Board of Control, um, like you say, Frank Warren started out on that platform, and and now look where he is now. Yeah, yeah. He's been one of. He's one of the. He, obviously, he's he's been the big top dog in Britain for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, before, obviously, the Hearns came along with matchroom boxing and 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 give him some great competition. But he started out that way. Um, you know that, that that could be really something for both of you. Would would you both can consider being a part of that as as another achievement? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. To be involved in you know a, a, essentially what would be classed as then a professional show. Yeah. Um, do do you ever think you could take it to like the Macron? You know, like a big stage like the Macron. Oh, we could do the Macron. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, easier. Yeah, I could feel that. I think so. The Premier Suite there, where they have a lot of the Box Nation shows and stuff, definitely. Yeah, yeah. they could do a shorter macro. So that'd be that'd be something, obviously, to potentially look forward to. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the future, with uh, how big it grows. So, what does the, tw- the next twelve months look like? I mean, you've got your show in in, in March, like you've said. Um, you had a few shows last year. I think it was, was it three last year you had. February, April. Oh, was it four? Yeah. Five, oh, five, there you go. So, is it, is it a sort of similar setup for uh, 2018? Is it going to be like a four or five shows throughout the year? We'll be looking at five, yeah, five, six shows, maybe something like that. Yeah, um, we, we were talking, we were toying with doing the uh, the prize fighter at yeah. the end of the okay. year, which would be a knockout tournament, yeah, um, with a big cash prize at the end, big plus for the winner. 
Um, we're just trying to work out how we're going to do that, you know, because obviously the, everybody's the different weights. Of course, yeah. You can't just run it for one weight. You've got to run it for everybody within the group. You know what I mean? Um, but that's definitely something that we're looking at. Maybe, maybe November. Okay. If plus, you know. So, it's, like I said, there's loads of things that we're working on. It's just we're trying to wind <laughs> the pieces out. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, of course. No, um, I hope you're not giving all your ideas away here. No, so. no. <laughs> Yeah. All the uh, all, all the little um, uh, smaller white collar shows will be like, right, we're going to write this one down now. We're going to take this down, and the next thing you know, you'll see this um, uh, white collar prize fighter tournament pop up in in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> no, but it's good, and you know what? It doesn't matter if people listen to the podcast and think, oh, you know what, we might do something like that. You know, do it because at the end of the day, it's only promoting um, white collar boxing even more yeah. and at the end of the day there's nothing wrong with a bit of health competition um, you guys are doing really well obviously you, you know a lot of the guys from this this particular area are, are, are really seem to enjoy the shows and you get a good turnout with a good crowd uh, and a lot of the good fighters and, and it, is the fighters in particular that have impressed you um, don't say yourself mm-hmm. um, <laughs> my last show in there. Uh, <laughs> is the fighters on, on the show so far that, that have really impressed you that you could mention um, that you're looking forward to sort of seeing in the future. Um, Shane Newton's yeah, got a good one for me. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, Mini Tyson. Yeah, the great fighter. Loves throwing that big overhand right, doesn't he? Never stops training either. Never stops training. He's always on his heel sprints I every think Sunday. He, I think he'd be the right guy. He could make. I do personally think he could make pro. He'd be a good journey. I think, I think he'd be a good. He'd be a good fighter, definitely. Um, you talked about Jay Halliwell before. I seen him on the last show. He uh, yeah, looked Jay pretty impressive. Yeah, he's coming back to defend the belt in March. I think there's anybody else who's kind of stood up, stood out for me. Tommy Bennett's Tommy Bennett had a good fight with. Uh, he did, yeah. That's the second. That's the second. Um, second, obviously, I seen him on the last show as well. He fought Shane on the first show I went to, and then he fought on the second show. Oh, Quinn. Quinn, didn't he? Yeah, and he. Um, it was a good. It was a good. That was a good scrap between the two of them. Likes to fight, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you could fight. tell. Yeah, you, you think for a lad as tall as he is. That he'd work on the outside yeah. and he'd use, he'd use his reach, but he just likes digging his heels in. Yeah, no, big shots. he does. Yeah. Uh, he, again, it was good to see him all in action. I mean, they really looked like they, they you know, they was loving it in there. The, the, the particular three guys that you mentioned. Yeah, um, Neil Smith. Oh wow, yeah, he did. He get up from a big shot. Yeah, that, uh, and stopped him. Mm. Uh, well, I, heard that, I heard that in the green room. They <laughs> 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 were a punch out wasn't it? It was. It was I, I was sat right there because where. Um, he where he walked right into it right in front of me when I was commentating and I thought oh my god you know that was that was a great shot and to get up from that and, 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 then stop, win. and stop and the then guy stop yeah, stop yeah. Him, yeah. he did when uh, Mr Cedric Rambo with his um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's from a good gym as well it's turned by Mark, Mike Armstrong isn't yeah. he's a the British champion anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's a good gym, that. Uh, it was a good win. It was a good win for him. Yeah. Definitely. No, it was good. I enjoyed watching him uh, get up back up off that heavy knockdown and go on and win against the uh, entourage of uh, Mr. Rambo. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got yeah, but you know what? He was entertaining, to be yeah. fair to him. He, get, he put on a good show. He, he hit him with a cracking all round right. And, and like you said, everyone heard that, even in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he got, Neil Smith got up and he won and it was a great performance um, and there were some other good performances obviously let's go over and talk about your guys 
Uh, you're going to talk about your fights now, and you can see you're looking at me as if to say, oh, I don't really want to talk about these, but you're going to talk about Mikey coming to you first. Obviously, you was in a fight, um, and, you, you know, this. I, I, you asked me about my assessment of the fight um, a couple of days after the fight, because I was sat ringside watching it and commentating on it, and yeah. um, I, I, st- I stand by that, that particular assessment of the fight, but now you've had time to reflect upon the fight and watch the recording of it, um, you know, how, how do you think you did and, and what could you do better for the next time? I was sitting against the ropes too much for me, yeah, personally. Yeah, I was screaming at you to turn into I was putting myself on the ropes. I've, I've watched that video over and over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll put myself on the ropes. I wasn't I wasn't taking centre ring. I was, I was against the ropes all the time. Basically, he was drawing me into the fight what he wanted to. He was he was sitting against the rocks, and then he were turning and putting me against the rocks. Yeah. So, for me, yeah, I need to take ring centre a lot more than. But my defence, I, I mean, my defence were good. I would have, like I said, I, I would have been black and blue if my defence wasn't as good. Yeah, as well. that fight, Crystal. Yeah, you know, when people got their hands down, you know, it's hard to. Especially them, them uh, the snake jabs, what you were, what you were throwing right up, and you just can't see them coming. And it was the ones on the chin what were wearing me down. Yeah. No, I, th- I think, like you say, um, the assessment of that fight I give was pretty accurate to what you've said, suggested there. And um, I think you spent too much time on the ropes. I think you could have, t- you were kind of falling into his little traps, and I think yeah. you fought his fight. Yeah. And that's that's what you know. That's what kind of was your downfall in that one. However, it doesn't, you know, you you, you come back from that and you, you go into your next one and you think, right, well, this is what I'm going to do. The difficulty is with with the white collar scene is obviously you, you get then you get matched up at a certain point and then you have to train for that particular fight. Obviously, when when the difference is in the pros, sometimes you get a fighter, you'll train for twelve weeks for that fighter, and it'll just be that fighter. But yeah. obviously, in white collar, sometimes they can be pullouts, yeah. and they can be people that you I get injured. Yes. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Whereas. With this, you're sparring. Yeah. Do you just sparring the other 20-odd guys? It is. It's a bit of a mixture of everybody. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're not training specifically for one style one, of fighter. One style of fighter, yeah. Um, so it, it must make it slightly difficult, you know, when you do end up getting matched up and then, you know, you can't always spar predominantly with that style of fighter that you're going to be fighting. Yeah. So it, it can make it... It must make it difficult for you guys, surely, um, when you get in there. And then you've got to figure out and adapt to that particular style you might, you might have you might have fought 20 guys that are southpaw and think you know what I can adapt this style no problem uh, but then you might not have done and then you might have a, a lot of right handers and then you kind of like right now I've got to adapt to this somehow and you, you, you'll either adapt to it or you know you, you won't and you, you'll end up losing um, and then you'll come back from it and obviously Mikey that's what you need to do now is you're going to go away after after the Christmas period enjoy uh, that little bit of time off and now get back into it in the new yeah. year and then look at um, look at what we're going to do for um, the next one and Mike obviously you had your, your rematch and you got the win but you weren't happy with your performance I wasn't there no I was uh, I, I, I was trying to stop I was trying to force a stoppage because it stopped me earlier in the year so everything went out the window really plus I think the guy moved quite well didn't he which, which, which troubled me he had really good head movement I like sitting on my feet and throwing punches I want somebody to fight me I don't want somebody to run away which, which is what he was doing and it, it did trouble me that I mean I got the win because I was the more aggressive fighter um, but 
I could have performed a bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 he was out of range a little bit at times, and yeah. I think that head movement comes into it. He, he, he was kind of because you, he was telegraphing a lot of what you were doing. Yeah. That was the issue with that particular fight. He was telegraphing a lot of what he was doing, and because of that whilst you might have won it on the aggressiveness side of it you obviously like you said you felt frustrated because you wasn't able to to land all the time the clean punches that you wanted to land so it's 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 great for me it's great learning curves because it's an opportunity now to go away again and look at what you can do because because they're recorded yeah, you yeah. get the opportunity to see how it's going you know you don't always see white collar shows being recorded and it's starting to become a bit of a thing in the white collar scene where uh, people are recording it now on, on, on professional cameras and they are being uh, having like a bit of a professional setup. obviously you've had um, you know Lee Hogan comes in and does the, the uh, camera work for you and then you know I, I come in and do the commentary and it's like a full a full on setup. and then yeah. when the videos go online people get to enjoy it like a professional setup yeah. and, and that's going back to the what I was saying earlier about it being you know one of the one of the better ones out there um if not the best in the northwest i mean it could be a bold statement because i've not seen every single white collar organization in the northwest but from what i have seen so far it's probably the the one that stands out the most because of what they do there's a great setup they, they record the shows uh, they record the fights you get to listen to commentary on the fights i'm being biased because it's me um <laughs> it, it, it gives me the opportunity to, to comment on all these fights and uh, hone my skills at commentating so i enjoy the opportunity to do that as well uh, and I just enjoy the fights and I just enjoy boxing in general so it's uh, it's great to be a part of um, so we've talked a lot about where Snowflake promotions have come from we've talked about where it's going we've talked about you guys and your fights and the, 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 the future um, I think really uh, we want to sort of wrap it up and look at a few last words and, and talk about you know anything you want to promote for the next show uh, tickets where they're available um, you know the floor is yours yeah um, I'd just like to give the, the charity a bit of a mention wipe your tears it's a North Northwest based children's charity helps like disadvantaged and sick children and um, I mean we kind of they, they kind of came to us through through um, is it Ryan yeah it's Ryan isn't it yeah Ryan who, who owns Barber uh, yeah. and Jimmy Bolton yeah and um, we just thought it was it was a great fit I mean, a lot of the other white collar companies are um, cancer, they research. cancer research, which is a great charity. Don't get me wrong, and they do they do fantastic work. Yeah, They're saving lives every day. But cancer is not the only evil in the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, um, and we just thought that you know raising money for sick children was was a, was a noble cause. Really, you know, they do fantastic work. Wendy Hutchins is doing fantastic work there. Um, and it's just it, it was just we thought it was the right fit for us instead of raising for cancer there's enough people raising for cancer no no you're right there is there is there's you know it's a horrible thing yeah. everything's a horrible I'm thing anything away from it I'm, I'm no no I know well fucking hell this guy's saying <laughs> that, uh, people shouldn't raise for cancer I'm not saying that at all it's just that um, it's, like I say it's not the only evil in the world you know what I mean and there's other, there's other charities out there yeah. that need need your support you know no I agree and uh, and obviously you know I've met Wendy uh, at both shows and she's a lovely lady and she's very passionate about what she does and she's very appreciative of everything you guys do to raise awareness for that particular charity and yeah. like, like you say uh, there is lots and lots of charities that are raising for similar situations and you know you don't, you, you, you're not taking away anything from any other charities because there is a lot of charities out there that do different things for different people yeah. uh, and, and, and there's all types of different people that need help from whether it be cancer or whether it be something else 
there's there's always something there that's affecting people's lives and um you know we've all seen it in some point in our life or we'll see it at some point in our life uh these illnesses can strike people we love and obviously we, you know it's a part of life we have to deal with and and when you've got people like wendy and uh, her charity wipe your tears you know coming along to help people in a different way that that that's great that's what we need because not everybody yeah. you, you get a small majority of people that might not get that help and, and this is why it's good to have somebody different and it's good that you guys have got somebody different on uh, as part of snowflake promotions to to help out and, and give back to charity and, and these guys you it's know back to people in the region as yeah, well course, it's so, yeah. charity you know this money's not going you know far away it's staying within communities locally as well which is something that we, we really wanted to do yeah that's that, uh, that's a massive thing you know for me personally that, that's that's a great thing because you know you you, you, <laughs> you say charity begins at home don't they that's a cliche saying but in this in this instance charity begins in the community and um obviously when you've got a community that is also crying out for the help as well as all the other communities around the world uh, when there's a lot of other um, charities doing the work for them already and there's no you forget about the people at home yeah. and I'm always a big believer in you know in, in helping people that are not getting the help you get the homelessness you get the people that are underprivileged that are not getting what they need and they're getting left off the radar you know because of of, yeah. of the way our government gets running the country and we're getting all political on the on the podcast but it's the truth and it is the way it is so um not everybody gets that you know help that they need and for you guys to be doing that is fantastic so i'm really you know really pleased that wendy's doing what she's doing and you guys are a part of that and it's really good um finally to wrap up is there any any particular sort of thank yous or mentions you want to give before we call ahead to this one uh, just a big thank you Wendy Hutchins just for letting us be involved and yeah. raise money for White Mule Tears. Um, another big shout to Velo Boxy for, uh, for supplying the gloves for our events. But obviously, that's going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um, and just thank to everybody in the team. Yeah, really. everybody. It's been a great year. Everybody. It's been a great, great year. All the lads up at Elite Boxing, um, all the lads that are taking part in the shows, to yourself, ESPR. You've, got, you've given us a big helping hand there, raising the profile. Um, that's pretty much it, mate, to be honest. Yeah brilliant well thank you very much obviously for coming on guys and doing the podcast with us uh, obviously thank you to, to all the guys over at Snowflake Promotions um, that make these events possible and obviously thank you for getting in touch with me and bringing me on board to, to be a part of these shows uh, in, in the capacity that I can be um, obviously thank you to all the guys because a lot of the guys from uh the, the, the shows that I've been on they, they follow my platform on social media and it was very much appreciated when, when they did and very much appreciated when they do share the, the stuff that I put out there and I'm glad they enjoy it uh, when this podcast goes out live again if you you know if you guys have not been mentioned on this particular podcast uh, it's not because we forgot about you it's because there's that many of you on each show we can't name every single one of you off uh, <laughs> but you know credit to you all and you've got some balls doing what you're doing and getting in the ring and uh, obviously Obviously, Mikey and Mike both appreciate what you do, and I appreciate you know what you guys do. You put entertainment on for your friends and family, uh, and it's all in need of a good cause. Um, so, when this podcast goes live, make sure you get it shared with your friends. Get your friends listening to it. Get some more tickets bought for these shows. Uh, they can contact Snowflake Promotions via Facebook. Uh, they are on Facebook, and I believe they are on Instagram as well. Yeah. Uh, so, you can contact them if you want tickets for Judgment Day on the fourth of March at the Last Drop Village. Um, but that's it for me. From now thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time thank you guys nice one, cheers. thank you sports social podcast network 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.